0: Hi, how'd it go? (gasps) They did what? You did? I can't take any credit for that. I'm just so proud of you. You know, this is what life looks like when you're tapped into your authenticity and equally aligned with your intuition. Remember, mom always taught us to trust our guts. You're listening to Hey Big Sister with me, Meg. There's a different way to run your life and your business. One that allows you to truly connect with people on a human level. No more icky sales, no more comparisonitis, just you taking mindful, intentional, messy action to create success that you can be proud of. Let this episode be your guide. For the next few minutes, open your mind to new possibilities. And don't forget to pour me a little grease. I'm just like you, except I picked up the mic and started talking about all the things that go on in both of our heads. If this episode hits home for you, it would mean the world to me to have you leave the podcast a five star rating and written review. Also, could you do me a favor and text the link to this episode onto three of your best friends? You know, I'm a real human behind this mic, and I actually want to connect with you. Click the show notes below to connect with me on social media. I would love if you sent me a DM with your takeaway from this episode. You are family now. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to Hey Big Sister with Meg O'Neill. I am so excited. I'm sitting down today to record a few podcasts and I'm just so genuinely thankful for all of the support that has happened over the past few weeks. I have had so many people reach out to me, send me emails, send me DMs, um, and it just feels so good. This podcast is truly like a labor of love. It's something that I've wanted to do for so long, and it's a way that I just wanted to give back. And this feels really special because it feels like another way of cultivating community. And I'm just really honored to be pumping through your headphones For a few minutes each week, spending time with you, if you're, you know, doing your laundry or you're on your walk or run, um, whatever it is that you might be doing, I am truly just honored that you picked my podcast to listen to. So I've also really loved connecting with so many of you. You guys reaching out and telling me what's resonated in an episode, it is just, it just like fills my heart up because as a creator, sometimes it can feel like you're talking into a void. People are consuming, 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 and they might not take the time to let you know if it resonates or if it's something that meant something to them. And when people do, it's some—it's just something that I just treasure. Truly, it is um, so meaningful to me. So thank you so much for taking the time to do that. So today's podcast, we are going to talk about the age-old question of can women have it all? And today we're specifically going to talk a fair amount of about like, can moms have it all? Right? So this question honestly makes me feel like, like I want to barf. Like I think it's when I hear people say like, Women can have it all like that is just such it just feels gross to me. It feels like we are setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment because no one can have it all like they, it, that that statement to me has this air of um entitlement and it has an air of privilege and it has an air of um disappointment because we're just setting ourselves up for this Level of perfection. And to me, that's not the human experience. Having it all is not the human experience. Uh, and I want to say that I like, I get what people mean. I don't think that people mean these things literally. Um, I understand nuance, I understand that. But I do see this more macro picture of um, how we swing in different ways throughout different generations. And our, my generation, I'm an older millennial, was raised by a lot of working moms um, in, you know, the 80s, 90s. And we have swung in maybe a different direction at some points, just like they, our mother's generation swung in a different way than their mother's. And we're always trying to course correct, right? We we see what went maybe quote unquote wrong during our childhood. We want to do something different for our children. And it becomes this big conversation. And I started my career in the parenting space. I started when I was 22 working at a homeless shelter for pregnant women. In Philadelphia. In that time, I worked there for two years and I saw a very different view of motherhood than what I had grown up with, right? These were women who were homeless. They did not have a place of their own. They came while they were pregnant and they stayed for up to three months after. Many of them were in their later teens and early 20s. And they had a different expectation they had a different level of trauma. They had a, they had a lot going on, but they, I did see still these, um, kind of these, the subjects of, or like the, the, uh, theme of guilt, the theme of not being able to do enough because they were expected to figure out how the, they can work while they also did not have child care and then they had to figure out how to get said child care and it was overwhelming to say the least at at you know at every corner that they turned and i think that that witnessing that um so early in my career was really transformative to me because I saw these women who just cared so much about their children and they had many, many obstacles and challenges put in front of them at every single step. And what I took away from that experience, which I feel really lucky about, is that so many of those babies were just so loved. They were so... Each of these women had... Challenge different challenges than each other, but they were all doing the best that they could, and their kids were so so loved, and that's what was the most important piece of it, right? They um and me- actually some of them I'm still in touch with, and they have eleven and twelve year old kid. They- well, no, they have actually like thirteen and fourteen year old kids now, um, which is amazing. And they have beautiful, beautiful lives, beautiful families, and um beautiful careers and It's pretty cool that I've been able to like witness them throughout that you know their entire early parented journey. So then after that, I went to go work at a school and I worked with the parents there. And then I helped run a pre and postnatal wellness facility where I did breastfeeding support. And I was just really immersed in not only in my personal life with having children, um, but immersed in supporting other women that were going through early parenthood. And what I noticed, the main thing is that most of the time, everyone felt like a failure in some way or another. And it breaks my heart to say it because that sounds so extreme. But at one point or another, that, you know, they felt like a failure. So whether it was that they weren't working or they were working and they had, they decided to stop breastfeeding or they had to stop breastfeeding and they couldn't pump and, you know, that made them feel like a failure. And then the other people who were staying home and breastfeeding all of the time and not taking time away from their kids, they felt like a failure. So, um, and I know that this conversation had been happening for a very long time. We've been discussing, what it means to be a mom, what it means to be a mom in this day and age with all of these situations, you know, collective traumas that are happening, such as, you know, COVID and things like that, making decisions about school and vaccines and all of these things, there's a large weight put on us. So when we then get into the conversation of can women have it all, That leaves a lot of people feeling guilty, feeling like they're not doing enough. Because when you listen to a podcast or you watch an episode of a show that's interviewing a woman who has this big, beautiful business. And she also has two or three kids and she shows up and she looks all put together. And she's talking about how she has reached this place where she's making a ton of money. She's doing what she loves and she, her children are happy and they're well taken care of. And she feels so great about the nanny that they have. Many women hear that and think, yes, that's aspirational, but how did she get there? How did she feel like she has it all and she's able to balance that. And then we have other women who are stay at home moms and they're homeschooling and they get to be with their kids all the time. And they're talking about how they feel so fulfilled and they, and that's amazing. And that's wonderful. And somebody else leaves that conversation saying like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm sending my kids to public school and I shouldn't be doing that. And I shouldn't be working as much as I can. So what I see is that somebody's always leaving these conversations saying, like, I should be doing more. I rarely find a person saying, like, I have it all and it's perfect. So I just wanted to open up this conversation to say that each of our journeys is going to look so different and that is okay. It's also okay that you have the full range of human emotion that you feel guilty sometimes that you feel like a failure sometimes, and then that other times you feel like the most badass a plus mom ever when we get into this conversation of like, can we have it all? Yes, I have it all, or this is the way that I do it, and it's it, it, and it you know and it's and it's perfect I don't think that there's too many people saying that but I think what happens is many of us leave those conversations feeling like those people are saying that. What I want to make space for is that there are aspects in everybody's life that are going really, really well. And there are aspects that are still really painful, messy, triggering, not going great. And this is okay. What I find to be the most important thing in this conversation is coming back to you know what we talked about on an earlier podcast what is success to you what does that look like what is a successful business look like to you what does a successful relationship with your partner look like to you what does a successful parenting relationship look like to you evaluate that get really really clear on what it means for you for your family And make decisions from that place, knowing that there's going to be times where you might have to work 60 hours a week to get something off the ground, and you're not going to be there as much for your kids. And when you hear some woman or parent at, you know, T-ball talking about how she has this perfect situation at home and she has this great nanny and she loves leaving her kids and she only works 35 hours a week and she's making a ton of money i you know <laughs> again i don't think people are like talking like that but you hear these conversations and this is what you're pulling from it let it bring up what it brings up for you feel triggered like it's okay but what is important is like how are how are you going to hold yourself through it so for context I this all came to me because I was listening to this podcast, and over time I have had many people. I've had this conversation a hundred million ways forwards and backwards. Honestly, with a hundred different people, three hundred different people, perhaps. And there's a few different ways the conversation goes, and it is either like you know, I found my success because I didn't. I decided I wasn't going to sacrifice myself and my well being for my children. I was going to wake up at 5am and I was mm-hmm. going to tell them they stayed in their rooms and I was going to work out and I'm going to um, have, you know, the help that I desired and I'm going to do all this. And okay, that's great. That's person A. And P. I leave conversations like that thinking like, wow, like I must be such a bad person because I can't do that. I must be like a subpar mom because like I can't put those boundaries in place. What I am able to do now is look at my reaction to that and say, "Okay. There's some there's some truth here. There's some truth that like I could have stronger boundaries. There's some truth in these are the places that I might want to work on. Um and how am I going to so how am I going to do that in my life? What am I going to change? What am I going to look to heal or what am I just going to sit with that might feel uncomfortable and then there's other conversations of people sa- saying things like you know I um I'm just barely hanging on and I you know I, I'm driving through a McDonald's and I'm doing you know homework the the morning before they go to school and it works for me and it work, you know and then somebody might leave that conversation saying like oh maybe I'm being too strict on my kids. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe it's too much that we're, we never let them have fast food or whatever. So it's an opportunity for that person to say, you know, well, this is what I've committed to. This is where I feel like success lies for our family. These are the goals that I have for our family. And these are the places that maybe I can loosen up or change. What I think happens is, When we miss that spot, we miss the place to turn inward and figure out how we can hold ourselves through the trigger, because that is the opportunity for growth. So instead of getting into conversations where then we are kind of pitting each each other against, you know, one another saying like, well, I found the way you just lean in, right? The lean in generation, or I found the way and you just do it this way. I think that there is just space for gentleness with yourself. There is space for understanding that no one has it done perfectly. We see people with the full-time nanny and the, they're, they have this beautiful business and they're showing all these you know wonderful pictures of all of their vacations and they look like they have it all. But I will guarantee you from the years and years and years of work that I have been doing with people that there's always something that they are processing, that they're working through, that they think that they're not doing good enough, that they are, you know, saying like, we need to fix this, right? The behind the scenes conversation. And then there's times in their lives too where they're sitting in gratitude and saying, "Wow, how, you know, how perfect is this? Like we just have so much." But I what I I really want to just continue to talk about is how do we just make space for the human experience, the range of emotion that you're going to feel, the understanding that having it all might mean the confidence to hold yourself through when things aren't going exactly the way that you thought they would. So when things, you know, when you're, you have a great childcare, you know, set up, but your nanny is out for a month because of knee surgery and you have to do things a little bit differently than you would like to not go to the place of, you know, I have messed up. I have made a bad decision by being, you know, trying to create this business. Um, where can you just take a step back and say, okay, I'm feeling under-resourced right now. I feel like I need to do X, Y, and Z, take some time away so I can say, you know, these are the things that are going right. And I am, you know, I'm not working for perfection. That That's really... In essence, what I think that I want to convey today is that embrace the mess, embrace the ebb and flow of motherhood, of the human experience. So why, you know, I started the story about why this came up, but I was on, I was getting on the treadmill. I am trying to commit to taking care of my physical body. That has been something that has been very, very hard for me over the 11 years of motherhood. I have sacrificed a lot of myself to, you know, serve my children. I do not think that that is the most sustainable way to live your life. I don't think that's the best way to parent. I I see a lot of value in teaching them independence and teaching them that I do have to take care of myself. But there are times, the thing is, is that like, We live, even though we want, we are, you know, highly evolved spiritual beings, we live in the 3D world in, you know, um, situations like we are here on earth and things are happening that are sometimes like beyond our control. Not to say that we can't control, you know, uh, to a certain extent what happens in our, in our home, but The example is I'm walking on the treadmill and I had made this commitment to myself. I was going to get that done. I have a partner that works from home. He was here. He was helping me with the kids. And as I'm walking on the treadmill, I have two phone calls that I had to take. I am having in the middle of a conversation with my husband about finances and travel and um, big conversations that need to get done while there's two two dogs having a dog fight (laughs) right next to me. And then I start walking more. I put on this podcast and I listen to this person who's giving their, their life experience. And then I felt, and they said something along the lines of, I decided I wasn't going to sacrifice and it, and it hit me, it triggered me. And I said to myself, why, what is this bringing up for me? What, what bothers me about that? And what, came to mind, what came up for me is that it it, it makes me, it ma- to hear somebody say that makes me feel less than. It makes me feel like, oh, wow, I am not as strong of a woman as X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I'm not going to have as much quote unquote success as them because I don't, you know, I looked at it as the negative. Like I said to myself, like, I don't know how to have boundaries like that. And I took this step back and I saw myself doing it. And I said to myself, okay, here's the thing. This person who was speaking has been a step-parent for one year of a six-year-old and a four-year-old. That's a very different experience, right? Than me who's been a um, Full time parent of an eleven year old, a nine year old, and a six year old. It's just been a longer amount of time, um, a different setup in in the parenting of how much time that the children are with them. So I said, okay, this person has a very different life experience. That's okay. So what what is it that's really trig- triggering me? Well, I feel less than when I see, like I see my um, inability to set some boundaries as a weakness. And then I'm able to evaluate that and step back and say, okay, well, what else is my experience? I have a child with special needs who has had some major traumas that have caused anxiety for the other children in my family. Um, De- after Declan's accident, where he fell out of a second story window, the anxiety was heightened for everyone in our family we uh we've done therapy we've done we've done different things we find ways to support, but I have to take that step and say, "Okay, these are the reasons why I can work to change some things, but overall, there's a different dynamic in our house, and that's okay. recently, I was diagnosed with a d h d I have a really hard time with executive functioning, with planning, with organizing. I have my entire life and I always felt like that, made, that meant that I was lazy, I was messy, I was unorganized. All these things they were they were bad. You know, that that's what I said to myself. And now I'm able to say like even though those are things that I might want to strengthen my organization skills or my planning skills, there's also superpower in that too, because I am able to embrace the mess. I am really able to go with the flow. I am when, when things are stressful and crazy, I'm able to ride that wave and stay pretty focused and calm for the most part. So that is how I kind of carried myself through seeing this conversation of like, oh, this mom is, it looks like she does have it all, right? She's, she's saying that these are the ways that she had it. And in her conversation, I was able to take this nugget and see where I was triggered and say, okay, that's why I'm feeling this way. And I was able to hold myself through and then say, this Can I just sit with this and not make it good, bad, indifferent? Like I can, can I just sit with the mess of it and say, this is the human experience. This is the experience of motherhood. I don't have to change anything just because somebody else is doing it differently than me. Can I sit in, and this is, this is the intuitive and like spiritual part. Like, can I sit in full trust That my journey is exactly what it's meant to be. Like, how does that feel when I say that? How does that feel when you think about yourself in that situation? Can you look at whatever happened today, whatever was happening before you listened to this podcast and say, can I sit in full trust that this is exactly where we are meant to be? So let me know. I would love to hear what comes up. I hope that this landed exactly where it needed to for you um, today. And I hope that you are able to give yourself some gentleness on this journey of motherhood and business. And even if you are not a mother yet or you don't want to be, I think there is still a lot of value in this conversation because it is, it goes beyond, right? This is just like a nuanced version of the conversation from my lens and my perspective. But this happens to, you know, all people, all humans, um, in some way or another. And can we get to a point where we stop looking outside, stop you know, it's, it's very natural for humans to compare. That's, that's part of who we are and that's how we live in community and that's okay. But can we do that, see that comparison, come back to ourselves, resource ourselves in a way that we can hold ourselves through the uncomfortable part and say, you know, what's the good I can take from this? What's the lesson I can take from this? And what's, you know, the mess that I can just sit with and be with? And how is that going to just help me on this human journey. So thank you again for tuning in. I am just so thankful for you. And I hope to see you here next week. And again, if anything resonated with you, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or post about it on Instagram and tag me. You can find all of my information in the show notes. And I look forward to talking to you next week. See you soon. Before you go do me a favor and leave a five-star rating and written review the more we connect the more the world is connected as i love to say to all of my groups and my clients rising tides lift all boats see you next week